Welcome back to The Right Hook uh, with George on this Tuesday evening. Uh, with me, as always, is Moncom again with two Tuesdays Travel. Last week we were travelling solo. Uh, where are we going this week? This week we're looking at Ireland, uh, as we do, you know, our, varying our focus every week. And I want to look at surfing in Ireland, because you think that the this is the end of the tourist season. You know, we're coming to the end of September. But in fact, the surfing season is only just beginning. And the fact that, um, you know, more and more of us are are getting on to, are getting to re- realising this, that Ireland is one of the best surfing destinations in the world. Ah, no, no, Moncon, come what? on now. Like, obviously you're too young to have listened to the Beach Boys. Uh, then there's the great waves off Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you're looking for a few sort of minor breakers up in Sligo or somewhere in the middle of winter. I'm giving you enough rope to hoist your own petard because, like, this is not me saying that Ireland is one of the best destinations in the world. This is The Guardian saying that the, that Ireland is up there with, the you know, the famous big wave breaks such as Jaws off Hawaii or Mavericks in Northern California or Teohupu in Tahiti. They're they're claiming that the great the, the greatest ones in Ireland are on on a par with that. Like TNT and the Pittsburgh Gazette recently said that they have the finest, Ireland has the finest surfing spots in Europe. The National Geographic is also is also gushing about it. Now, I know there's one element is finding the next new thing, you know, um, and I suppose it's been a decade now that there's been a lot of attention on, on surfing in Ireland. But we still associate that with people, you know, being amazed that people will come to a, a, from abroad to surf in Ireland. Okay, but let's talk about this, mm. that, like, if surfing mm. in Ireland is that good, and you're going to talk about it, but this is another fantastic uh, underutilized, dare I say, sort of tourist idea. Like we think, in a way, almost of Americans coming in search of their heritage and the quiet man, whereas modern tourism requires a lot more smarts in a way to recruit people. Now, I don't know how many surfers there are in the world, but I reckon there's a truckload of them. Well, and but the wonderful thing is, you know, th- that we as Irish people need to start surfing ourselves, and we are doing this. Like, but it's just, I want to make this more aware. It, rather than going for on a walk in a quilter forest at the weekend, let's more of us head down west because all of those surf schools that have opened up in the last, you know, I mean, they're opening up the whole time, but definitely in the last five years, some ten years, and some have been there for twenty years. The the original ones, um, but they are. You know, they're, they're open all year round. They don't, you know, so many of the West Coast tourist activities in Ireland are only sort of from May until the end of September. Surfing is available all year round. It's only getting on. on the reason now. why you surf in mm-hmm. the winter in Ireland is because the waves are bigger, presumably. Exactly, exactly. But you have a wetsuit so you don't get cold. Yeah. And the, I mean, the famous thing is when you when you think back on your on your Californian dreaming, on your Beach Boys idea, you think that was, you know, absolutely warm and there was no need for wetsuits. As you've known, if you've ever, when you've put your foot into the waters in San Francisco or any point off off California, it's cold. The water is cold there because they lack the Gulf Stream. So well, weekend, just let me tell you what Mark Twain said. Yes, I spent a wonderful winter in San Francisco one summer. <laughs> San Francisco, like I can tell you, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, planning a barbecue is not by no means certain in, in San Francisco, weather-wise mm-hmm. in the summer. Certainly, it might rain, but it can certainly be cold. Exactly, exactly. So you know, Okay, so I bought in so far. Yeah, so you're buying first, as you say, your protective gear, all your booties and your hoodies and your multi-millimeter neoprene gear so that you are as cozy, any, you know, as, as if it was in summer. You're just, you're just clad like 
like a big black seal. Um, and then the thing is, like, I mean, the counties, each of the counties have some prime surf spots. I like suppose, where? Well, it took off, I mean, what, there's 3,000. Sligo it started. Well, no, it started in Donegal, actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's well, sort of Sli- exactly. No, Sligo, yeah. Donegal Bay, but actually some of it North was in West. Sligo. Exactly. Yeah, and it was, this, it was this British customs officer, Ian Hill, in the 1963. He first sort of went out into uh, Tullon Strand and Bondoran and realised you could surf here. Meanwhile, there was one person had read an, an, an article in the Reader's Digest in Kerry in the 60s and also tried to make himself aboard. So he was Kevin Kevy. So they're responsible. I for... know Kevin Kevy. Ah. I know <laughs> Kevin Kevy. Yeah, yeah. He's my generation. Yeah, exactly. Kevin Kevy, mm. interestingly, mm. the Jaguar distributors for Ireland mm. were a company called Kevy, his family. See, yeah, yeah, well, that's it. We went dancing on mm. a Saturday night in rugby clubs, Kevin Gavey and I. Well, so you, you know, then he won the first in the Irish National sort of surfing championships, and then there were there was Europe, the European National surfing surfing champions were held in Ireland in seventy two, in eighty five, in 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 ninety seven. So in fact, you know, the people in the know have always known about the potential. The thing, and already, like whatever, you know, so many more families are getting in it. But I would wish for this half an hour that we could just focus on the opportunities that are there, and the main thing is the surf schools in. Every sort of place, in every beach where there's any good surf, there's a surf school open all year round. All right, but can I talk here a moment now? Good, yes. Uh, like, I've never surfed, mm-hmm. but I have used a boogie board. Do mm-hmm. you know what a boogie board do, is? Indeed, a boogie yeah, board yeah. is a smaller version of a surfboard, and you go out, and then you throw yourself, your body upon it, mm-hmm. and the wave brings in. I've done that uh, in Queensland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that, didn't, that took no great skill to learn. No, but... Interestingly, in Queensland, in fact, most almost all Australian beaches, I would think, they have lifeguards because they are aware that the positives of surfing and boogie boarding uh, it, it relies on a wave. Mm-hmm. Now, a wave comes in, but a wave goes out as well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And we'll look at later, you know, Ireland's becoming, as you say, it's becoming known because of some of the storms, some of the, so, so, some of the, the big waves surfing, it's this dangerous surfing, which takes a level of experience which is, for us, it is just to observe it. We're not going to get involved. But the beauty is there are long, flat beaches that are ideal. Now, there was a humiliating thing because it took a long time to, you know, it takes a long time to learn how to ski or to surf. And Irish families would try it once, would buy all the neoprene, and then would get the parents would get humiliated. The kids would take to it naturally. But now they're using much longer surfboards. So, in fact, most people will be able to stand up. And then, you know, the whole thing of supping, of stand-up paddleboarding, which anyone can, can I mean, master. stand-up paddleboarding? Basically, a really long, um, thick thicker sail, uh, surfboard that you stand up on and you paddle and it's it requires very little balance it's there's a, lot a paddle easier. paddles kind of attached uh, no there's a bit it's like uh, it's like a gondola in uh, basically in venice you All stand right. on this and you move yourself All around right. it okay. can get up to quite okay. some speed but that requires a, almost no skill you know if you have any good head for heights you'll be fine getting up in the okay so we start in bundoran where s- surfing began in ireland and it's still there's this there's this kind of area called the Peak, or a, a sort of a world class reef break just off the, off the coast called the Peak, which is you know notorious. So every surfer around the world will want to try the Peak, and it's accessible because of the schools that have been there building up experience for so long. It's accessible for most people to try it. The the thing is, the great sort of character from that area is Richie Fitzgerald, who's a legend in surfing terms. But he's always saying like, this isn't. Uh, any longer an unknown 
um, sort of new venture. Like surfing is established now in Ireland and don't expect as people, Americans will come thinking that it'll still be a few leprechauns and a, and a sort of uh, a pig cart and they will have the beaches to themselves. In fact, Irish people, particularly Donegal people, you know, now the new generation of kids, they were brought up in, the, in, in wetsuits. And so if you're as a foreigner coming in, you're competing with the locals who, who know the best area and who have rights. And can't serve. Oh, yeah. Like this, the, the, the kids. Yeah. So but what he says is this, there's, this isn't some undiscovered paradise with leprechauns and perfect empty waves. We're not that windswept and interesting. But in the summertime, the peak, which is this great point, you would have as many 50 people point, trying to seek out the same waves. So there is competition, but far less competition than you're going to get, you know, in Hawaii. What do you mean seek out the wave then? It's not a consistent way. No, exactly. It? it all depends. So there's this, the great website is Magic Seaweed. And so you're constantly checking, are the conditions right? Is like what you want is uh, sort of high pressure over the land, low pressure over the sea. Uh, and then, you know, that it's not blowing 30 knots, that it's a reasonable, consistent knot, enough to get the waves going. Uh, so it's, it all, it's all dependent. But it becomes... For those people, it then becomes an addiction. And if they see on, on Magic Seaweed the conditions are right in Ireland, they will fly in. All right. Sligo is pretty obvious. It's been around since uh, dear old Kevin Cavey 50 years ago. Um, where else now? It's all West Coast, this really, is it? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a little bit in Wexford, but yeah. What about Kinsale? No, places like that? <laughs> no, well, you, in, in Chidani, where you were, has fine. And safe, surf, safe surfing along that long, flat beach, you know, and a great surf school that's open to surf schools, in fact, in Inchidani. In Inchidani? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because when I was broadcasting, I looked out the window mm-hmm. and I had memories of my childhood. What a magnificent beach. Yeah. Tide was out, so I didn't get a sense of, of waves. But you did see, because the tide is out, you saw the sandy bottom which is yeah. a clear thing so it's a lot safer because if like some of these beaches have a rocky bottom and that means that if you do tumble it can be very sore for an exper- for a sort of an inexperienced learner but a, s- a sandy bottom you're not going to get sore you're just going to you know get a bit of tumble in the in the sand some sand in your ears dragged out by the undertow no no not in these safe beaches so as I said okay starting in Donegal Bondoran was you know the famous yeah, place yeah. the peak and uh, sort of this Tullon Strand are the places that everyone raves about but if you want bigger waves you go around to Inishon or Fanad Peninsula or Bloody Foreland which is some serious waves there for experienced people. You're still in Donegal? Exactly, exactly. All right. But this, Mayo? No? Well, in that area of Donegal, okay. there Sorry. are 10 different Irish surfing association schools. 10 in Donegal alone, right? So the prices are reasonably cheap. I'll go, I'll go into the prices in a bit. National Geographic says of, of Bondoran that it's Europe, Europe's cold water Indonesia. It should be on the bucket list of every surfer. As you say... But why are we not... Now, like, I mean, every so often you come in here and mm. I sit here jaw-dropping amazement as you talk about something. And then I think, like, why didn't we hear about this? Mm-hmm. Like, we were talking about one year, I think it was the Iron Islands you were talking about, and I was going to I was going to revisit my marriage vows well, at some uh, hotel or something. R- exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, what's, what's that lovely hotel? It's the old hotel... Um, Kilmervy House Hotel uh, on the Iron Islands. Exactly. Now exactly. we've got that just to divert from mm-hmm. from uh, surfing. We what's this story about the Iron Islands and the airplane? Yeah. So the beauty about you know we've we've often looked at the Iron Island, or sorry, the islands off the western coast in this program and shown that our only chance of keeping those islands going is if we as tourists in the summer at least try and visit them. And the great thing about the Iron Islands was there was constant ferries and then this flight, like a ten minute flight over from Connemara. And now the government, you know, have just announced that they're giving out the tender of that flight to a helicopter company which you know the government has to give out tenders regularly you know reissue yeah, tenders yeah, yeah. and it turned out that a helicopter company was a lot cheaper that all sounds good you know a helicopter would be great to get to the island but the helicopter is going from Galway City 
So whereas the flights went from Connemara. So the beauty is, let's say if you wanted to suddenly decide tomorrow I'm going off to the Aran Islands, you headed west to Connemara and you could either take the boat or the flight, depending on what the waters were like. But now the you can't. Do now that. you can't. Well, now, now you're, you know, you take the boat, you go out to the out to Connemara, take the boat, and if the boat doesn't go, you're having to drive the whole way back but to Galway. I have an example of this. This oh. is really interesting because mm-hmm. I want to get back to surfing. The most southerly point of New Zealand is called Stewart Island, mm-hmm. beautiful island, uh, which is. Uh, a protected nature uh, reserve. Mm-hmm. I, I saw the the great Kiwi. Uh, you can only see him at night. Uh-huh. He's nocturnal. I saw him on Stewart Island. But you go from Invercargill. So now you've Invercargill is Connemara to Kiwis, right to New Zealanders. Mm-hmm. So you get the boat. You say, no, I won't get the boat. I get the plane. Or the plane isn't working, mm-hmm. I can get the boat. Yeah, yeah. This is nonsense. I know, I know. It's helicopter thing. And what Egypt thought this up? You see, the, I mean, the government put out the tender without saying they said that you could the heli, the new air flight service could leave from anywhere in Galway, and that was the weakness. I mean, clearly they've built a beautiful runway in Connemara, used the runway, so we have a few weeks now before the government signs its contract entirely. And like this is a time all over Europe. The, you know, countries are giving their islands more facilities, whereas at the moment that, that would it would because at the moment Aran Islands is is depending for its education, for its doctors, for its priests on that plane to fly them over the day. Ah, uh, the, so. well, find out what Egypt did that, yeah, yeah. so uh, we'll bring uh, him in. I mean, we can. It, it's it is it, you know if the Aran Islands and if enough people you know sort of are outraged enough, we can, you can still okay. reverse this decision. All right. Mean set in Back stone. to surfing. Back to Soga. Okay, so we've finished Donegal. We're down to Sligo, and the greatest spot in Sligo is Mullochmore Head. Now this is for big. Big wave surfing. This is not for amateur family surfing. You go to Mullingmore Head to watch the experts coming from all, all over the world. It was the great Ollie O'Flaherty who first sort of primed this wave. So what's happening is enormous waves are coming in from right across the North Atlantic built up higher than with pressure of the Gulf Stream, creating these massive ones as they, just off the off Mullochmore Head, there's a reef creating these massive uh, waves. Now, hold on, hold on. when you're talking massive, do 30 you know? or 40 foot wave, high waves. You're kidding me. No, no, these are like, and rollers, so you get right into them. And you, But it's only, you can, you can park your car on the road and you can watch this wave and you can watch these people surf. Now, it's very rare that the conditions are right that it's going to create a 30 or 40 foot, but you just go down to this, this magic seaweed website and you'll see when conditions are right wow. and suddenly people are flooding okay. in. 30 foot waves wow and I think okay. we we touched on Mullingmore a few weeks ago and there's great uh, etnas by the pier there's great restaurants and things in, in, yeah, in Mullingmore right. um, but what, what this surfing has ha- culture has done is it's improved the food in a lot of these places because the surfers who are coming in from Hawaii or Indonesia or, or California they're demanding their sort of cool you know hippie organic food uh, eating um, so it's improved in a, in a lot uh, of well look don't, let's go to go a bit easy now on the hippie organic food there's people like me my go down there I might like real food <laughs> okay okay well so Eski in Sligo was the other great surfing yeah. um, sort of surfing spot and actually one of the great the Ireland's one of Ireland's best uh, surfers is called is, her name is Eski Britain named after this great uh, like she's I suppose she's about 24 now maybe she's 25 where's Eski so you know, I know it's in Sligo but exactly. where so it's you know Inishcrone Beach you know yeah. that long straight l- l- yeah. run of yeah. so it's it's uh, east of Inishcrone Beach so if it's if you're south of Sligo town and then you're going to head All west right. out for Mayo and it's on so that So you'd run. basically be heading to Sligo for these places. Yeah, well, you go up to Sligo town and then you'd, I mean, you're first going to touch into Strand Hill, the famous sort of surfing, the lovely beach in Strand Hill with, the, with Shell's Restaurant. And then there's been great surfing, great surf school there um, for, for eons now. Um, but you'd, it, it all depends on wh- what the, how the wind is that day. 
if you're, I mean, you're, you as an amateur, we're not going to be up on Mullock Moor Head. We're just going to be watching. But then you go down to Strand Hill if you want, uh, if the conditions are right, or you can continue on to Eastkey. Great thing about Eastkey, this would have been a poor, forgotten town. It had one little sort of quaint pub in it. But recently, the you know the Pepperpot Cafe here in Parascourt, uh, townhouse centre just down the road from us here the woman who runs that has set up a lovely sort of cake and, and sandwich shop in, in, in East alright ok mm-hmm. you, you better move along you have the whole East Coast to cover crikey ok well that that, that new, West Coast, West that West new Coast. cafe in East Key is called Pudding Row it's definitely worth uh, right. but so we're, the, 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 the travellers yeah. are bringing the, the support industries like cafes and all exactly. this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And good okay. quality cafes. So, you know, because they don't want to be in the bar drinking beer where the traditional more Americans, that was what they wanted. Yeah. These people want healthy eating. Okay, right. going on to Mayo. Um, and I suppose, you know, as we know, Westport is the tourism sort of capital of Mayo. Um, it is new. It also has a great new restaurant, the Idle Wall. But uh, the surfing spot was always Karaniski Beach, which is out beside... Um, out beside Lewisburg, and it's got like four kilometres of beach. It's had one of the oldest surf schools there for over 20 years, the Surf Mayo at Karaniski. Um, it also has Surf Westport there, and there's, oh, there's, about, there's about three or four. Adventure Islands also run surfing lessons from, from Westport. Um, the cost is about 25 euros for a session, for a surf session, okay? 20 euros for a kid. But for example, some of them, like Ackle Surf, will run a, will run a bus out from Westport, out to Ackle, um, and it, for, let's say, 40 euros for your bus, for your rental of your board, your wetsuit, and your lesson. Um, and that'll be sort of, you get two sessions. So in the morning session, you could either go kayaking, you can go surfing in the afternoon, or you can, both, you can do si- kayak or surfing both in the afternoon and morning. So it's not expensive. 40 euros, 170 euros for a whole week of doing that. So somehow they're keeping the costs, mainly because the trainers are young students who just want to be out surfing anyway themselves. So you know, but uh, but I mean, I, you, I could imagine you keep your kids getting great crack out of this. And the hell, I mean, think how healthy this is. If we yeah. have a problem with obesity, and it's getting them out all days, and that's the that's why the prices have to be low because a family is bringing three kids out there, so it has to be reasonable enough for them. This week, uh, actually, this weekend, so the twenty fifth and the twenty seventh of September, there's a thing on in out in Ackle Island called the the Battle of the Lakes, which is a kite surfing and music. Center festival we have you know kite surfing is a more challenging form of surfing with a huge kite connected yeah. to the surfboard but it looks spectacular it is the thing where you see the people pirouetting into the sky like great like great kites out in the sky and it's all based at this place pure magic which is probably the center of kite surfing in ireland it's out on um on keel in on Ackle island and um and set up by a Frenchman who was addicted to surfing and then kite surfing and saw the great conditions in Ireland and came out here but realised he was going to it for a hand sandwich in the pub you know, at, uh, in the evening. It disappointed him. So he brought over a surfer friend of his who was a baker and set up this little lodge so he could surf during the day, have people sleep in the lodge. Uh, you know, it's basically a, a simple B&B. But the, they were eating the best brioche and croissant and baguettes in the morning okay. created by a French baker. And then in the evening, um, another surfer friend comes over to create sort of filet mignon and, and uh, terrine. Okay, can you do the rest of Ireland in three minutes? Easy, yeah. yeah. So, okay, if we're finishing off um, in... Mayo. So we, we did Mayo and we've done yeah Blackfield uh, Surf School. Down to Clare... Clare, you know, Lynch is the surf capital. It's like it's always been the sort of the cool place. If you're not golfing, you're surfing. Exactly, basically. exactly. Okay. And the thing about so some of the best, like the international surfers who are being funded by the big companies, you know, Billabong and all to surf internationally, are based themselves there. The three of them, the Irish champion surfer Fergal Smith 
Cornish surfer Matt Smith and Mitch Corbett. So they're surfing all winter, okay? What are they doing this summer when the conditions aren't right? They all have set up a community garden, Moyhill Community Garden, just just north of, of La Hinch, um, where they're basically the same prime and devotion that they're given to catching waves in the wintertime. They spend growing vegetables, which they give away to the community in the summer. If you're ever there, no, if you're ever there on a Friday, just there's a big cook-up. They cook up whatever they've dug up from the garden. You're welcome to offer some money if you want, but don't otherwise. It's, you know, that whole 60s concept of surfing that we think of, of just sharing everything of community living. They are the epitome of it. Your man Wilson from the Beach Boys to be happy and Lahinch, obviously. I mean, and they get very little attention for all they do. So, so Claire, you know, um, yeah, Ben's surf clinic in La Hinch was always the classic place to go. Down to Kerry, you're thinking the big long strands for safe surfing, not extreme big waves, but Instrand and Banna Beach. You know, if ever you're going by Instrand, you're going to see surfers out there. You think that has a sandy bottom, but actually that sometimes can be a bit gravelly for beginners. You oh, know. is this where Roger Casement arrived? Exactly, Banastrand. Yep, yeah. yeah. Okay. And so next weekend in Brandon Bay. Now, Brandon, you know, the north side of the Dingle Peninsula often yeah. gets ignored. There's a surf classic there from the October the 4th and the 5th. Um, and this will be surfers coming from all over the world to, to surf really? in Brandon Bay. Yeah, there's a, there's a famous wave there called Mossies, which people, you'll have people in Hawaii or in Australia saying, I've got to get to Ireland to surf Mossies. And like, there's very few people in Ireland have actually been to Brandon. You know, we ignore it. We go down to Dingle or we go down to other places, but surfers know about it. So, Don Kerry in a second. Can I do West Cork in one second? Um, Barley Cove is known for good surfing. Gareth yes, Stan, I mean, you know, not world class. There aren't yeah. people coming, but if you're there's good, there's fine surfing there, particularly family surfing in Shadoni, as we mentioned. Um, you can easily get out, sort of paddle out easily, and the waves are never too big. The last place we ignore because we always think, as you say, those. The huge waves coming across the North Atlantic, beating the West Coast. But Waterford, which got ignored in the Wild Atlantic Way to an extent, has some fine surfing on the Copper Coast. There's two points. Bunmahan, which is a, it's five kilometres of sandy beach, perfectly positioned. White sandy beach, beautiful sand dunes behind it, which are a national protected heritage area of rare flora and fauna. And then two cliffs on either side, which offer wind protection from the beach, which make it suitable um, for young people. And again, there's a very good surf school based there. And of course, Tremor. Tremor is, right, has okay. that surf capital and great food going And you it. could go to the races and play golf and mm-hmm. do all sorts of stuff in Tremor. Well, there you are. It's worth checking out. Check out discoverireland.ie, their surfing page, because they will, whatever county you're in, they will they will link you to the best surfing that. Discoverireland.ie. Discoverireland.ie. Also, Magic Seaweed mm-hmm. is the webpage to get the conditions. Moncon McGann is the expert on 30-foot waves like Mossy. And uh, coming up next, uh, I don't know whether she ever surfed, but Doris Day is thinking of coming out of retirement to make a movie at age 91. That's next.